Hi, and welcome to the Quick and Dirty Romance podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Sky McDonald, author of the Auntie Bell series and the soon-to-be-released The Not-So-Nice Girl. And I'm Sarah Smith, author of Faker, If You Never Come Back, Simmer Down, On Location, The Close-Up, In Love with Lewis Prescott, and The Boy with the Bookstore. And together, we are Sarah Sky, author of the best-selling Unlikely Pairing series, Sips and Strokes, Vibes and Feels, and our newest release, Whiskers and Sunshine. Each episode, we'll dive deep into what it's like to be a contemporary romance author. We'll talk writing inspiration, give you the inside scoop about the publishing world, chat about how we write those infamous sex scenes, and more. And then we'll pull out and wrap it up in 30 minutes or less, but we promise to leave you satisfied. So if you haven't already read our books, be sure to check us out after you have listened to this podcast. And we are always open for DMs or emails with any questions or requests for future episodes that you might have. So during our last episode, Sky and I mentioned that we have some exciting book news coming up, and that's what we'll be chatting about today. We both have big book announcements. So Sky, you're going to go first. <laughs> oh, I always like coming first. Okay. Um, I will go first. I have a brand new romance coming out on May 30th. It is called The Not-So-Nice Girl, and if you're watching on this on YouTube, I'm waving the cover around because it is so 80s and so cute. But if you're not watching on YouTube, go over to Instagram because you will find it over there. Uh, This is a friends to lovers romance set in 1986. All the summer 80s Nashville vibes that you could want, along with a couple of heavier themes, because, of course, there are heavier themes. And I'm really excited about this release. It's my first solo release uh, that we have not put out since 2020. So I kind of can't believe that, but yes, and it is also the first time that I am not working with my own publishing label. I'm working with Small Town Girl Publishing, a subsidiary of Brother Mockingbird, and very excited to be working with them to get this out in the world. So yes. Ah, I'm so freaking pumped for this book, Sky. And to let everybody know, I have read The Not-So-Nice Girl. Mm -hmm. Um, It is amazing. And it's beautiful. It looks incredible. And I cannot wait for you all to read it because it is, I mean, like, it's a very, I don't want to give too much away, Sky. I'll let you talk about how much you, whatever you want. But it's a very important book, I think, in mm. your career as an, as an author, as a solo author, as Sky McDonald, right? In what way? I'm curious about that. Um, I, because I think that it, it, like it's very important in your anti bell series, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Um, I would agree. I think it is a book that is on time for release in terms of some of the themes, uh, just for transparency without any spoilers, obviously again, eighties vibes, lots of fashion from the eighties music from the eighties, but you're also going to get some heavier themes because that's how it work. That's how we work as well. Um, and here you're going to see themes such as the woman, a woman's right to choose. And you're also going to see things about, um, defying gender norms and expectations of how life should be lived. So those are definitely things that are present in the book, although it is far from some sort of political manifesto. Um, so I do think it is on time to be released now. It definitely also for fans of the Anti Bell series, Sam and Eleanor, who are the characters in this book, are the parents of Celeste. So you'll read this and then you'll need to go back and reread uh, Not Suitable for Work because it will just fill in so many blanks about where Celeste comes from. Um, so I am very excited about that. 
uh, I was debating when I was getting ready for a release, doing another in the Antibell series or going back to the OG Antibells, which is kind of what I unofficially call this. And I thought this would be fun. And I also... I just thought it was on, I thought it was time for an 80s romance, like where, like we need, you know, we've got Stranger Things, all this 80s like remakes, and I was like, it's time for 80s, let's do the thing. So I am excited about this. Thank you. Of course, and I I mean, I just have to say, I was an 80s baby, I was born in 1985, I think you were an 80s baby as well. Yes. (laughs) So I think it's, it's just really cool to see like a book set in an era that we came from, I think. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And, you know, it's funny because it's so far away and, you know, we were both so young that, like, I don't remember a lot of the things, right? I did do, I mean, this is not historical fiction because historical fiction technically is 50 or more years ago, I believe. Um, So it does not class as historical fiction, although the amount of work that I had to do to, like, set it up was pretty significant. Um, And it was fun to do a look back not only at, 80s music and the era because specifically it's set in 86 so there was I took a lot of care with fidelity to that right you know they couldn't talk about seeing I don't know like the movie cocktail which is one of my favorite 80s movies even though it's ridiculous because it didn't come out right and so I wanted to make sure that everything lined up with the exact time um and that was pretty fun but also just like capturing Nashville at that time because I was small and I don't remember uh, like exactly what was up. So researching like the music scene and how things would been, but also not to ramble too much about it. Um, the, the book is really special to me because of some of the side characters in it who are based directly on my family. Um, so as you read it, you know, and I've talked about this in a couple of other interviews, but as you read it, uh, the the character who runs the record store is very, very dear to me because it's based on my dad. And the grandmother in the book is also based on my grandmother. So it was fun to go back in time, but also to kind of bring more of my history into it than I really have in other books. It was interesting. Yeah, I remember you saying that about uh, this book, how it, how the side characters were inspired by your real life um, family and loved ones. And I thought that was really, really cool. I'm really glad that the main characters aren't based on anyone, you know, because yeah. some sexy stuff happens and I don't really want to think about real people nope. doing that. Nope. Nope. Not at all. Couldn't be. Okay. So I will say that the book is a friends to lovers, which, you know, we've talked about before is neither of us really our wheelhouse right friends to lovers can be tough for me because it can be difficult to figure out like well if you love each other already why aren't you just in love um so inventing the story about like why that wasn't working um i think this is my only real well no i do have one other friends to lovers in the in the anti-bell canon but um i definitely drew upon some experiences from my family's history in terms of like i said of the side characters but obviously you know i always think back to when you published faker and one of your things about tate was that he was basically the antithesis of your brothers like the whole tall dark and handsome did not work for you and i always remember that cuz it makes me laugh um but exactly <laughs> in the same way like the record store owner is based on dad not the male main character, right? Ew. Um, no thanks. But uh, yes, so plenty of like personal McDonald family history without it being weird or skeevy. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
I'm so happy that you can relate to, uh, you know, like wanting to incorporate like special things from your loved ones in your books. That's really, I think that's a really fun thing to do and it makes your book even more sentimental in that way. But like, God, no, I don't want, yeah, like when you're related to somebody who embodies a specific romance trope, it really sucks as a romance writer, by the way. Um, because yeah, that whole tall, dark and handsome, it's extremely popular and it's great, but that is what my brothers are and vomit gross. I mean, nothing is my brothers, but like nobody wants to think about their siblings like that. So I can completely relate to that guy. And thank you for not doing that because it made yeah. it more pleasant to read. <laughs> <laughs> my pleasure. It gave me less to talk about with my therapist. We'll put it that way. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I'm very excited about it. Um, and my dad is getting a kick out of people loving the character that is based on him. Aww, that's so cute. Yeah, it is. It's very cute. He's very pleased. So I'm going to definitely have to take copies of the book around to where he works so people can see. Yeah, he's going to be like, I look at this. I'm in a book now. Like, how? I think that that's so cute when, um, when like, obviously your family's wonderful no matter what you do because they're good people. But like when, you know, you put out a book and your family is like really excited about it and they like, like, look, my, my daughter wrote a book and I'm in it. Like, it's yeah. just really good. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yep. It was fun to do. It was fun to write. Um, it's been fun to go through the process of bringing out into the world. Cause like I said, it's been quite a few years since I did a solo effort and even though this was written quite some time ago, so all of my books were written before my life changed over and I did all the things. Uh, but this book was in draft in back in like 2017. So even though I do think it is right on time to release it, like I said, with some of the themes, but also just for the call for 80s nostalgia, um, it, it's been in the works for a while and there are spinoff books to it. But for now, I'm just kind of really excited to see where it goes. I have a couple of events that I'm really excited about uh, for people who are in Jersey. I'm doing a launch party on the launch day on the 30th. But for those of you who are in Houston, I will be at Book Lovers Con uh, June 1st. So I'm super excited to see some Houston contingency. I haven't been down to Houston in a long time. Um, and then I'm trying to get stuff together in Nashville too. So just trying to get this book like out into the world in a way that's a little bit different and kind of just taking a different approach, but very excited about it. So yeah. I mean, I'm really excited too, because I love the Antibell series. I'm a huge fan of, of all of your Sky McDonald books, obviously. And it's really, really cool to see, um, this prequel in that universe. Because yeah. I, I don't really see a lot of, like, romance prequels, which is kind of, like, I, I think the, the concept of that is really, is really cool. And do you, or maybe, because, like, you talked about it before a little bit, but, like, do you want to talk about what, or do you want to say, like, what the book is about? I mean, like, you did say what it's about. Like, it's friends to lovers, it's Celeste's parents, but is, are there any other nuggets you want to, like, drop? And, and, like, not to give anything away, obviously, but, like... It's 80s awesomeness. It's all this stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, I can give you the blurb. Mm -hmm. um, that would be fine. So Eleanor Field wants to spend a drama-free summer in Nashville listening to rock and roll and baking pastries, but her plans are derailed when she walks into a local record shop and meets Sam Green, a newly graduated, newly single guy who's looking for a stress-free summer of his own. 
Despite their instant attraction, neither of them is looking for anything serious. But as they continue to spend time together, their friendship lays the groundwork for something deeper. Set in the summer of 86, The Not-So-Nice Girl is a heartwarming romance about two people who find love where they least expect it. Eleanor and Sam share a mutual love of music, a connection, and a group of friends who bring them closer. But can they overcome their baggage and fears to take the relationship to the next level? Can Eleanor, a free spirit who's always on the move, admit that she's found a home in Sam? And can Sam, a sweet guy who's too nice for his own good, be bold enough to say what he really wants? So that's the kind of glossy package. Um, Fun fact, AI wrote that for me. So... (laughs) Yes. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm leaning into that. I'm leaning into that. My publisher had it put into, like, had the synopsis of the book put in, and that's what came out. So we're seeing how that goes. Um, Eleanor and Sam meet each other and have instant, like, spiciness. They get spicy, not explicitly, but in the, like, second chapter. But they realize they share a friend group, and Eleanor has got a lot of baggage. Okay. She's like, and it was interesting writing that character because at first I couldn't figure out why she acted the way she did. And then I understood, but she has a lot of baggage and a lot of like, she's sort of running from her past and she doesn't want to settle down and she's afraid to commit to anything. And suddenly she's facing this guy who a is supposed to be just a friend and she doesn't want to come in and like mess everything up. And she doesn't trust herself enough to really step in and, you know, claim what she wants. So it's a matter of that. But then at the same time, again, defying sort of like testing gender expectations and norms, Sam is trying to figure out what it means to be like a real man. Right. And he doesn't view himself as cool at all. And yet suddenly, you know, he's head over heels for this cool, cool girl. Um, And so it really is a journey of them both letting go of what they feel like expectations would have them do and just stepping into their own people. It is, I would class it as a new adult actually, because they are, well, Sam is a college graduate. Eleanor would be in his age group, even though she didn't go to college for a variety of reasons. Um, So it's definitely about like 22, 23 year olds. Um, But yeah, so you're really looking at this idea of like, who am I? And what will I allow myself to claim in terms of happiness, which, you know, pretty universal in my stories. Yeah, no, I mean, that's definitely a theme in the whole Antibell series. And I think it's like really cool how we get to see like the the origin story, even though like there's different characters, but the origin story of the series, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like we don't get a lot of origin stories in romance. Like that's more like a sci-fi or a... Yeah. Fantasy, which is like, it makes sense, but it's cool to see it in the romance genre and like see us go back to the 80s. I don't know. Like, I think of it as like an origin story. Maybe not everybody would, but. I definitely do because, and it's funny that we don't use that more in romance because everybody who's falling in love in our books have parents who fell in love. Like, Mm -hmm. even if it didn't work out, like, you came somewhere, somebody loved somebody else enough most of the time. Time. I mean, I guess you do have accidental hookups and such, but for the most part, like it makes sense that there are more stories in your background. So I really did have fun doing this one um, using the 80s, using the record store and kind of setting it up. Because there's no technology, well, there is technology, but there's no cell phones, there's no instant information, the ability to, like, make certain things confusing or, miss, like, wires crossed was a lot simpler 
actually, because of course they didn't know they knew the same people. They weren't all on Instagram, right? Like, of course they didn't have this information because you hadn't called this person or you didn't, you know, and so it makes sort of misunderstand some misunderstandings a bit easier, even though, I mean, the book's not laden with them, but I think it's pretty natural fit. Um, but yeah, it was fun to do. It was, it was fun to like bring in the fashion of the eighties and like have sort of a vision board for all of that. And Sam's like aesthetic is based on, um, Oh God, what's, uh, Andrew uh Andrew. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So Blaine from Pretty in Pink. And that was like, yes, that's my inspo for him. So, yeah. So, yeah. And then, you know, you see Eleanor playing out certain things like very specifically. She makes the same skeptical face that Celeste does. And you see that happen. She has green eyes just like Celeste. So you see that crossover. Um, not a whole lot like uncannily similar, but you definitely get where. Celeste came from and then when you read not suitable for work and you see her interactions with her parents a lot of that makes a lot more sense when you read this book it's like oh that's what they were doing so yeah so it's fun but to turn the tables quite abruptly for a book that I have not read except for the two chapters which I have waited eagerly on please tell us about your new book and what gave you the idea to do it in this teasing way Okay, so yes, so I have a book coming out, uh, a romance, a sexy romance rom-com like I normally do. It's called Dessert, Flirt, Repeat. It comes out in July. I don't have an exact date yet, but I will let you know as soon as I figure that out. I don't have a cover yet either. Um, I have a placeholder cover. If anyone, if you guys follow me on Instagram or you get my author newsletter, you've seen it. Um, I made it, I'm very proud of myself, but I made it in Canva, so. (laughs) Um, But yes, so Dessert Flirt Repeat is a romance between an ice cream shop owner and a sexy TikTok star. So this is me trying to be like relevant to what, (laughs) what's going on in, in like social media and what people like now. And um, so the premise is um, Becca, she owns an ice cream shop in Denver and her ex-boyfriend, she found out that he had been cheating on her and he um, took all of the money out of their joint bank account. So she is completely like on the verge of losing her business, her beloved ice cream shop, ice cream shop. So one day while she is drowning her sorrows with some wine about her situation, she see, she's on TikTok scrolling and she sees her absolute favorite TikToker. He's this really sexy guy named Gage and he makes, um, so what he does is he sexily prepares gourmet meals. Mm-hmm. And if you are, um, if you are somebody who is on TikTok, you will know that this character is yeah. based off of somebody who is real on TikTok. I don't want to say who it is. I want to let you guys um, go on TikTok, go on Instagram and see if you can find a sexy guy who uh, makes recipes because I that's part of the fun. I'll We'll talk about this more later, but um, I just, I want to be a little bit mysterious <laughs> right now, but he's based on a real person. So she, uh, Becca slides into Gage's DMs and sends him a drunken message asking him to help her go viral on TikTok uh, for her ice cream shop so she can um, just start selling more of her <laughs> ice cream and get herself out of this terrible financial situation. And, beca- and Gage is very intrigued 
Um, and he's like, okay, yeah, I'll help you. So they start making sexy TikToks together in her ice cream shop. They start out as friends, but obviously all of that, all that time spent together making steamy TikToks and like squirting cream and hot fudge on each other leads to some sexy times, obviously. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much uh, the premise of this sexy romance. And if you subscribe to my author newsletter, I am giving my newsletter subscribers the first 10 chapters early and we're on chapter two right now. Um, so if you want that, you can go to my website, sarahsmithbooks.com, sign up for my author newsletter and get those early chapters. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much what it is. That is fantastic. I am so I have not read this book in advance. I did not beta this for you, um, but I am eagerly waiting for my inbox, um, my inboxing to every week. And I've been enjoying the first two chapters so far. I love the way that you use food. Like it is such an important part of so many of your stories. And I really think that it's cool the way you bring that to life in like a really vibrant way and make it so important to the characters like the boy with the bookstore obviously simmer down like there's a lot and then you know even beyond people who work in food like I mean going back to Faker like food is an important marker of your character's personalities in a way that I find like really original and interesting so it is fun it is fun to like be peeling back like this is a very club what made you think to do this um, honestly, well, first of all, thank you for the food love. I obviously, food is near and dear to my heart. It's the way that my family shows that we love people and that we care about them. Um, we feed you until you're going to vomit. So, <laughs> but it's good. For, uh, uh, so I don't know. So honestly, I just wanted to write something fun and sexy and something that was completely like up to me. Um, this is a book that I'm publishing on my own, which okay. um, I am really excited about because I can do whatever I want. Nobody can tell me, nobody other than me can tell me no. Mm -hmm. And um, and that's not to say that like I don't value having, um, you know, an editor or um, right. other people involved in the process like you do when you traditionally publish. But like, uh, but I did have an, like I had an editor, I had a copy editor, I had all of that, I had beta readers, but like. What I mean is like the final say, like I get to make the call and everything. Like I, um, the amazing Elle Maxwell is designing the official cover and she did all of our Sarah Sky covers. Yep. Um, and I'm super excited about that. But like, this is the first time that I'm like, I get to decide whatever I want and nobody can tell me no. So I just kind of wanted to do, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to be the boss for once. <laughs> well, this is your second indie release. Yeah. So. That's exciting. That's fun. Yes. Well, I love the what you're doing with the 10 chapters. That's super fun. It will definitely leave people wanting more. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. I love how you're doing that. That's it's, it's been a lot of fun to see how that's unfolding. So thank you. Yeah, I just um, honestly, I just want like I'm just trying a bunch of new stuff with this book. Like, I mean, the tropes are the same. I mean, the romantic and the story arc are gonna be standard romance, obviously. There's there's lots of steam, lots of cute flirting, lots of awkwardness, lots of food like you see in my books. But um, but yeah, I'm just, I, 
I'm kind of a rule follower in my normal life and it's cool. Not that I'm like <laughs> desperate to like break the rules or break the law or anything like that. I'm not like that, but like, nope. it's just, <laughs> it's just kind of like thrilling to know, like I get to do whatever I want in this book. And if I want to give the first 10 chapters early to my lovely newsletter subscribers, I'm going to do that. Like nice. that's not something I would be able to do had I done this with a publisher. And so I'm kind of just like, yeah, I'm up for anything. I mean, if anybody, if, you know, people, readers, listeners, Instagram followers, anybody, anybody on social media, if you have ideas or you want to know stuff, like feel free to message me, comment. Like I'm open to anything with this book. Like I'm, I'm kind of trying to make this a very interactive experience with this release. And I'm really excited about that. That's very cool. That's very cool. Thank you. Uh, that makes me think like in very same, same, but very, very different. Like, as you know, I've changed the epilogue on the not so nice girl, but the point of that, and I'm not going to go into it. We've talked about that pretty well. Um, I changed it completely based on reader feedback, right? Like here in a late stage, a couple of weeks out, like I redid the, the epilogue because of what readers were saying. Right. It matters to, I think, both of us, not that I'm going to change every detail that somebody doesn't like. Certainly people are going to like the book or not like the book. It's their cup of tea or if it's not. But I I did like you, like you're saying, like I took that information to heart. Right. And I do want to hear what people think. And it does matter, like I think, to both of us. I mean, we're our own people. We have our own vision for our creation. And I the, obviously it goes without saying neither of us would compromise that. But it is enjoyable to have interactions with our readers. And, you know, as we always say, you know, DM us with any ideas that you have. Like these things really do get considered, whether they get a radical overhaul or simply a tweak or simply a consideration. Like it matters. And, you know, one of the reasons I think we both enjoy being writers is hearing what people think right? Hearing what our books make them think, what our writing makes them think, what this podcast makes them think about. So definitely, if you've ever thought about reaching out to an author or saying like, I love this about it or something like that, or when an author, like you're saying, puts out, like you're saying, puts out a call for like, what do you like, tell me what you're thinking. Like, we do want to know. So for sure. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, this is a very exciting time, I think for us, because now we're working on our individual product products wow projects is what I'm saying but um but yeah we're it's kind of fun because we're doing whatever we want right now both of us individually yeah know? yeah within the bounds of law and legality <laughs> that's a thing for Sarah I know I mean me too but Sarah's always slightly worried I'm gonna tell her some sort of story about something nefarious that I've done so. <laughs> I mean, I just want to put it out. Like, I want to be a good friend, but also, like, don't, if you do illegal things, I don't want to be, like, right. obligated legally to be involved. Right. So when I say to her, I've got a story for you, she's like, please don't tell me if you've broken any laws. Um, <laughs> part of what I love about you, Sarah. Um, so, yes, we both have the two books coming out. I mean, it's Baker and Not Suitable for Work all over again because it's within like a matter of a few weeks of each other. So clearly we have to get together and have another celebration because I always miss you. Um, but yeah, so we've got we've got books coming out. Not uh, The Not So Nice Girl is May 30th, which is your birthday. And yours is TBD, but definitely July, right? Yes. Yep. And just 
you know, follow, follow me on my, um, social media for, um, updates on that. I will, I will definitely be blasting the pub date when I get it. And, but you can pre-order Sky's book right now, right? Yes. Yes. Go to wherever you buy books, but Amazon is definitely a place, but it is a wide release. So wherever you buy books, go the not so nice girl, pre-order it now. And we will, it will hit your shelves May 30th. Um, and so, like, yeah, so we wanted to share with you guys the upcoming things that we had working on. Like like Sarah said, we're doing it our way, um, but we're both working on solo projects, but always supportive of each other. And then, you know, there's more book news coming later in the year. So we'll we'll try to keep it fresh and steamy for you. But in the meantime, whew, that one was a good one for me, Sarah. Was it for you? Hell, yeah, it was good for me. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please, please do leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you podcast. And if you haven't already read our books, they are Sips and Strokes, Vibes and Feels, and Whiskers and Sunshine by Sarah Skye. Not Suitable for Work, Off the Record, Nemesis, and Upcoming The Not-So-Nice Girl by me, Sky McDonald. And Faker, Simmer Down, If You Never Come Back, On Location, The Close-Up, In Love with Lewis Prescott, and The Boy with the Bookstore by the prolific Sarah Smith. You can find us on Twitter. We are Author Sarah Sky, Instagram, Author Sarah Sky. I am on Twitter, but mostly Instagram, at writer Sky McD. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Author Sarah S. We love to hear from you, so reach out and DM us with any questions or requests for future episodes. Absolutely. All right, y'all. We'll talk to you soon. Take good care. Bye. Bye.